Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Next Woman Up podcast. The NFL draft was this past weekend. We are recording on the Monday after the draft. And we are here to give you all of our hot takes on the highlights and the lowlights of this weekend. <laughs> Emphasis on lowlights, but you know, <laughs> before we start, Carly, like I, I have to address it for the audience. Like, what's going on with the voice? Is what's going on? <laughs> so, as you guys can hear, my voice is a little bit shot. So, I might get excited talking about some of these picks later on and my voice might crack so just let it go um i'll appreciate it if you overlook that but i was at <laughs> game six rangers devils at the garden on saturday night and of course typical me i'm yelling a lot and lost my voice totally worth it though um totally worth it. and i will say no more about that series because game seven is tonight and that's it we'll see what happens yes. We won't put anything out into the universe. We're going to dive right into the draft. Correct. So let's let's start from the top, Carly. Like, I really – I mean, it really wasn't such a surprise with Bryce no. Young going no, number one overall to Carolina. Right. I, just, I think it was, like, a no-brainer. I think so, too. No surprise here. They had months mm-hmm. to decide. They made this trade with the Bears months ago, probably knowing who they wanted. Um, right. The only concern here, well, let's first off say that he is the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, And the only concern I would say coming out is his size. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's like his His height, height, but like, yeah, I would say it's probably more that. I mean, he's 5'11", 204, so he's like Mm. 10, have a, a bit of a... It's just that, you know, the height is 5'11", and you normally like to go for a quarterback over six feet. But we've seen Russell Wilson and Drew Brees be okay at a shorter height. But Bryce just definitely isn't as thick as those two. He might be able to put on weight, who knows, um, or they might not want him to, depending on how they decide to use him. He does have that mobile ability. Um, but right. just something to keep an eye on of his how he will command the pocket with that stature. Yeah, I think it's important to note, though, that I know, like, leading up to the combine, they wanted him to hit in, in the 200s for the combine. He right. did achieve that. So I wonder if he'll be able to keep that up. And like you said, you know, develop, put on some more muscle mass. I mean, he's not, again, you're, he's not, like, a Russ, but we'll see how he develops and, you know, fills out his frame. Right. I'd also like to comment on the some of the draft looks. Um, Saban and Bryce both decided to wear pink suits. Yes, Nick Saban was there, and you saw <laughs> him on screen with, with Bryce Young. He also, Saban had a few other um, players that yeah. went in the top ten. So, but I, I just want to, well, I don't know what it was with the pink suits. I really thought, like, the first three or four draft picks looked like they were draft, uh, dressed by their grandmothers. I don't know about that vibe. <laughs> Like someone was wearing pearls, like some pearls on their necklace. And I went, Oh, is that grandma's? <laughs> you know what? How about this? Let's, let's drop on social. Let's drop something about like the draft looks and let you guys, our listeners comment, which ones you think were the best, you know, drop whoever you think was the best drafty in terms of their style choice. Yeah. And then also I'm curious to know from you, Carly, and then all of our listeners out there who had the best handshake with the commissioner. So I'm not sure if this necessarily qualifies as a handshake. Okay. But Texas Tech edge Tyree Wilson 
was picked mm-hmm. number seven and then proceeded to pick up Roger Goodell while hugging him. <laughs> I, I was going to say that too. I, he picked him up like he was a child. <laughs> Literally, the amount of height on that. I know. Like I Goodell is off the ground by yeah, like, feet. Goodell's like a six foot tall man. He's not, he's not small by any means. No. Nah. Like he's a small child. That was funny. It is funny, like the the rapport that these guys like look like they have with Goodell. Yes, it's like I wonder if they you know meet up beforehand and they're like, we have to come up with a handshake because what if what if Carly, it's the top, it's like the top ten picks, right? You're going up there and the the commissioner messes up your handshake. It's embarrassing. On that note, let's move on to the number two pick. Um, the the Houston Texans taking C.J. Stroud at number two overall. So. Give me, give me your thoughts here. I thought it was a, a pick in the right direction for Houston. Yes. You know, they need, they, need to re, they need to rebuild that quarterback round. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of rebuilding in general to do with that yeah. team, and that started mm-hmm. with bringing in D'Amico Ryans as their new head coach. D'Amico Ryans had played in the NFL and was mm-hmm. previously the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, so he's a very defensive-minded coach. So people were a little surprised that he went offense first. Right. However... Um, they need a face of the franchise. They need a quarterback. Um, CJ Stroud right. can definitely do some damage in the air. He's not as mobile as some mm-hmm. of these other quarterbacks yeah. that are coming out now, but he definitely um, has a great arm. He can send the football. And I think that if he's developed well and he has the right weapons around him, they can make things work here. Um, yeah. I will say that they the Texans immediately followed with that defensive pick that people were expecting. And they selected Will Anderson, who's an edge out of Bama. And this guy is going to give D'Amico Ryans, who I mentioned is that defensive-minded coach, an incredible player that he can mold and use as a big contributor in his defense. Will Anderson is arguably the best defensive player in the draft. He definitely Mm -hmm. is going to be a huge contributor. He has a lot of the characteristics that you want in edge. And he he's going to be trouble if mm-hmm. pan if he does pan out. I mean, you you think that these guys will 100% plan out, but you I you know, you right. never can say for sure. Like you look at what D- Jadavian Clowney who is supposed to be the the next like incredible defensive player to ever grace a football field in right. the NFL and he ended up being a bit of a disappointment. So mm-hmm. And that's interesting because I was actually going to ask you, and I was thinking about this, with the Texans trading up and giving away so much to slide into that spot immediately yeah. after they pick C.J. Stroud, do you think that puts more pressure on Will Anderson? Do you think that in, like, four years, right, we're going to yeah. be having a conversation, like, you know how we have about Trey Lance, like, where it's sure. like, oh, you know, he hurt himself. Is he good enough? You know, they traded yeah. up. They gave up so much. What do you think? I think that – I think Will Anderson deserved to be taken where he was taken. Like I said, mm-hmm. he is a powerhouse. Right. Edge has a lot of the qualities that you want. I think in a situation like Trey Lance, I think the 49ers put him in a bad position because mm-hmm. I don't think Trey Lance was val- should have been valued that high. And well, the 49ers that- basically put that value on him. Similar right. to how the Giants put that value on Daniel Jones when I don't think Daniel right. Jones had that value. Where right. someone like Will Anderson, you know coming in that you're that good. Exactly. And you, yeah, you like, should know. Yeah, like he deserves to be taken there regardless. So yeah. he'll, he'll feel the same amount of pressure either way. I think so. 
Yeah. Okay. That's a good question, though. Thank, thank you. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it, and like the, and for everybody out there, when I'm seeing, you know, these players get, like they get drafted super early on. Obviously, I'm excited for them, but I'm also thinking like, oh my gosh, the pressure on these people. Right. Like, like you look at like you know the players that have been drafted super high in like recent years that don't pan out, and, and like the amount of pressure that's on them. Yeah. And yeah. I always talk about is that, but we will say that they sometimes do get extra chances that may that they may not deserve because. They've been taken so high and they have that phenomenal talent. That's a really good point. Um, I look at draft picks as investments. Right. And your highest draft picks, you invest the most, I will say, collateral, if you will, in them. And you want Mm -hmm. that return on investment. So you might sink in more if it's Mm -hmm. not working out to try to get that investment to pay off. Um, Right. Even though you might, might, you should have maybe cut your losses, you really try and make that work. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, people are, have been asking me recently, like what's going to go on with Zach Wilson. And I was like, they cannot give up on him yet. They're bringing Aaron Rodgers. They should really use this time to like have Zach Wilson grow up a little bit and develop and see what we can, they can actually get out of him because they invested so, so highly in him that to give up on him now would be such a waste. Yeah. It's like, you have to put like the coaching staff and the organization has to put some legwork into the player too. It can't just be all player. Exactly, especially like like I said, you sunk so much into this right. investment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about something else that was interesting with the draft. Mm. Like I saw, like so focusing, like like moving on to like looking at Atlanta, for example. Sure. What was with running backs? Yeah. Being taken, being taken so high with like so with um the Atlanta Falcons taking Bijan Robinson out of Texas at uh, yes. that eighth spot. What sure. what is the thought there? So. Overall, I'm not a big proponent. Many people are not a big proponent of taking runners high. They have a very right. short lifespan. They're a workhorse. Yep, exactly. They're not going to last that long. Mm-hmm. However, once in a while, a running back comes along that a team thinks will change their team. The Giants did it with Saquon. It's yes. happened before. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is what was going on here. This was not really a need. They do have guys in their running mm-hmm. back room. But I think they said they caught for them in my, my, what I'm thinking is that they said, this guy is the best overall and like the best available. So there are two, and I've spoken about this before, but there are two schools of thought when it comes to draft, uh-huh. you either go by need or you right. go by best available and your best, the best available player may not fill a need, but you don't want that player to be passed up on because that guy could be one of the best players to ever play in the league and you would have messed on him because he wasn't a need. So there are right. two schools of thought here. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of talk around Dijon Robinson. He is a very talented player. And I think that they just didn't want to pass up on him. Um, right. And coming into the season, Desmond Ritter might start it's what it's looking like and right. he's gonna need help so right, I, was gonna I say think a good running back a good running back and Bijan Robinson will help take some of the pressure mm-hmm. off him which so Lou, jumping ahead to number 12 yeah. um with sure. the Lions real quick do you think like what was this school of thought do you think for the Lions do you think it was best available or did it fill this in makes no sense to me okay so that it's just like out this of right to me field. makes no sense and I don't think this to me is like why this is the why are you taking a running back so high right i don't understand it um 
like I said, Robinson may probably best available or at least will very much make a difference on your team. I don't understand this. They picked up David Montgomery in free agency mm. and, you know, thinking that that could be your workhorse. I mean, Montgomery showed some good things when he was in Chicago, but maybe they thought, well, it's not enough. We need someone that can balance him. But to take someone at 12 makes no sense. Like, right. take someone in the second or the third. You'll be able to find, like, a decent guy who can balance out and be a two or do a one-two punch situation, like, further down in the draft. You could have filled a lot more need at 12. Right. Like, 12 is a very good pick. So this does right. not make any sense to me. And also, like, after round one – they did trade DeAndre Swift to the Eagles, which we didn't right. know about when this happened. So maybe they mm-hmm. were thinking, well, we already know we're going to trade him. But still, you could have still taken another runner in the second round and the third round. That or, or, would have been a lot smarter. Or even, I was going to say, they were picking again at 18. Yeah, yeah Just, even that. I, I mean, think, he would have still been there. I'm going to say, he probably would have still been there at 18. Instead, you're leaving better players on the board. Exactly. Um, so don't, uh, don't agree with that pick there. Um, right. We'll see, so, but not, not something that I think is a smart move. Let's talk about some smart moves in the draft. I really want yes. to highlight what, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles did taking Jalen Carter, who, you know, he did fall due to off the field incidents, which, you know, if, I don't know if we want to go into it all with all the details here, there's sure. plenty in the media about it. If people want to go read, but I have to think that was a great pickup by the Eagles. They, lucked out with the fact that those it's a very hard situation because it's Mm -hmm. obviously football should not be talked about in terms of what happened in that situation with people's lives being taken Mm -hmm. however because of that he fell and the eagles kind of lucked out that he kind of fell right into their lap because there was Mm -hmm. a time when he would have been taken first right that's a good point yeah they got a very good value pick I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I was going to say, it must uh, pain you. It really does. Um, and then they continued oh, with no. more pain for me when they took Nolan Smith, um, who's also a very good defensive player out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here we are. We're the, Phil- the Philadelphia Bulldogs, you know. I, I, I was seeing rumors they did draft Uga as well in the sixth yes, round. they did. Or Uga. Uga is heading to Philadelphia. He will be fed beautiful cheesesteak <laughs> home very much here. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> I'm going to kill the dog with the cheesesteak. Um, with all the cheesesteak grease. We'll take good care of him. We promise you. <laughs> oh, boy. So that... That was an interesting situation. And then I want to talk about our teams, the Patriots. Your boys taking Christian Gonzalez, who I think was the best corner in the draft, even though some other corners went before him. You know what? I will say, because I don't see Bill using him for just one use, given that he's so physically gifted. I think that he can do a lot with him. And I think that's a style of player that we really like. Um, Yeah. I do wonder because, you know, if we look if we look at not just this pick, but like how the Patriots were doing early on in the draft, like mm-hmm. when you think of like talent to place around Mac Jones, I still think that needs to be addressed. And it's still important, but you yes. know how Bill is. He's not going to yes. do that in the draft. He's going to rebuild everything and he's going to take back that team. Right. Because quite frankly, last year was a mess. Yes. <laughs> um, 
And and you know what? Having the having a Christian Gonzalez, it helps break up the explosive offenses that we see in our division. So I'm, 100%. I'm excited for it. Bills I'm excited. with Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Miami with that one-two mm-hmm. duo and Waddle and uh, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. And then you have the Jets now who t- – Lazard, Garrett Wilson. And, uh, and a, it goes and a, on. And, a, and, you know, just, just, just a small man that happened to do a, a darkness retreat in Aaron Rodgers. So we have yes. to deal with that as well. 100%. So yeah, in terms of talking about the characteristics mm-hmm. of Christian Gonzalez – yeah. He can play both outside and inside. He did that in Oregon last year. He has great dimensions for a quarterback. He's 6'1", um, 197. The only thing is I, he's, his arm length, I would like a, bit, a little bit longer to press, but, you know, mm. you can't have everything. He ran under a 4'4 yep. at the combine. And not only does he have great straight line speed, He's very fluid, and he's able to flip his hips well and follow a route mm-hmm. while having that strength and that size. I think that'll do really well for our for our defense. And yeah. you know, let's let's talk about your cornerback. Yes, the Giants taking Deontay Banks over at twenty five. I believe we actually traded up for it to twenty four for him. Ah, Slid right in there. Slid right in, taking a cornerback out of out of Maryland. So yes. What are your thoughts here? Tell me. Yeah, so I was happy with this pick. It definitely fills a need because we do not have a starting corner across from Adderley Jackson. So this was definitely something that needed to be addressed. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, once again, with his measurements, he – I do like his size. He's six foot, 200 pounds. I like that. Once again, the arm length is, is short and mm. that doesn't, I don't love that to press. I love a corner that can press. I like a corner with long limbs. So I'm not, don't love that. However, he does make up for it and his strength and physicality. He's also mm. a very smooth corner and he's able to flip those hips well, um, and show fluidity. Um, he tested very well at the combine. He ran mm-hmm. a four three five, and he had a 1.45 10 yard split, which shows his explosiveness. The only thing I will say that was the big con with him is he struggles with awareness when the ball is in the air, and he mm-hmm. can, he may lose the route at times. Okay, which which as a quarterback can be concerning, but do you think that that yes. can be coached out at this higher at a higher level? Like, I would hope so. The okay. It depends on where it's stemming from. Like, it depends if it's an instinct issue or mm. if it's yeah. if a skill thing, you know, if it's something right. that he's just, like, not adapting the skill of, like, you know, turn your head, you know, when the ball's right. in the air yeah. and also, or, like, kind of, like, make sure you know where your guy is, but, like, be aware of the ball at the same time, that kind of thing. Or if it's purely instincts and he's not not ever going to figure it out, that's yeah. something that we'll have to see. Yeah, that could be a, that could be a problem moving forward. But we'll see how this year goes on. Yeah, and the last thing I want to hit on um, yeah. is Zay Flowers out of BC, Boston College, went to Baltimore. Yep. Um, I thought this was funny. Um, Steve Smith, who was a longtime receiver in Baltimore, Hall of Famer, um, right. Steve Smith likened him to himself. <laughs> 
Well, I, I think it's a compliment. I think so too. I, I think, think so. it's so funny. Like, oh, he reminds me of me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they and, train together. Yeah, I said. I, I mean, if it works out like that, Baltimore fans will be really happy. So, That's and then cool. the the one of the headlines of day one was that Will Levis out of Kentucky oh. was still sitting there when. Yes. He thought Vegas thought he was going to be taken at the top 10. So that so I want to talk about that because, you know, as we saw, he, he was taken um, on day two at pick 33 by the Titans, who, in my opinion, are like looking for like an excuse right now to move on from Ryan Tannehill. They're like, we will pay you to take Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> uh, the second that he drops a cup of water, he's out. Um, so, so with this, like, was this something that, like, they, they as in the other NFL teams, do they know something that we don't know about him? Or just do you think there are better prospects out there? He just happened to slide. I think there are better prospects out there. I think what tends to happen with the draft is the rumor mill starts to turn. And right, when the rumor right. mill starts to turn, things get picked up. And they mm-hmm. just keep getting picked up. And people start writing things. People start talking about things. People start tweeting about things. Vegas gets a hold of things. Vegas turns the odds. More people think certain things are going to go a specific right. way and it just keeps going. You know, I will always say this. I think that people who do mock drafts, like the experts, quote unquote, they know what they're talking about. But at the end of the day, they're not in the war rooms. That's a good so point. Yeah, that's we true. really don't know. Everything is speculation. And right. when you look at the tape of this kid it's not crazy that he was a second round pick and he was um, injured yeah sure. exactly year, um, yeah and let's look at you know the the qbs that were taken in the first round bryce young cd stroud he's not better than them anthony richardson was taken and that maybe could have gone either way but it's all a preference thing when it comes to a team like the colts right. knew they wanted anthony richardson and that was maybe a preference thing so mm-hmm. to me not crazy um and like you said the titans traded up to pick him um and they slid right day two they knew who they wanted and they said right. well he's we'll we'll take him in the second round that's a good value for mm-hmm. us right and i don't want to describe like a malik willis that's still in that quarterback room i just sure. think that he may have like he had he played sort of small amount games in college that maybe yeah. just some more time will levis can play sooner rather than later sure so with malik willis like his NFL outings last year were rough. Yes. Um, and the thing about Malik Willis is that he really did. He needs more time to develop when they drafted him in the third round. They were taking, taking him as a developmental guy that he right. wasn't supposed to start. They mm-hmm. saw traits in him that they liked, that they wanted to work on. He wasn't supposed to be thrown in. He was a third round pick for a reason. Right. So, the fact that he was thrown in kind of lost a bad taste in everyone's mouth because he looked like he looked bad. Like he did not, he did not do well for them, but we cannot give up on him. He does still have characteristics that they, that can be developed. So right now I believe it's going to look like Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, and then Will Levis. Mm -hmm. In terms of like the depth chart here. Okay. I, I think so. that I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, give. Yeah. I don't even know how Will Love's injuries are still right. uh, progressing after this past right. year. And then looking further into the future, when Tannehill's out, mm-hmm. I mean, if they're 
if they've both panned out, perhaps it will be a QB battle between Malik Willis and Will Levis, but that's obviously way down the line and we don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. We don't want, we don't really want to get into that now. Yeah. So um, I yeah. would say, and then the other quarterback that was taken in this, in on day two was Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, the concern with him was age cause he's 25. Um, which leads us to talking about another old so, quarterback. Well, I mean, it's interesting <laughs> with his old quarterback. So, so for all you out there, I, I, I like Stetson Bennett as a player. I love how, no pun intended, he's got that dog in him. Uh, <laughs> George, a bulldog. But I love seeing a player that, you know, can be told you're not good enough and say, okay, I'm going to show you why you're wrong. And he's done that throughout his mm-hmm. whole college career. Sure. Although I feel like it's lasted like, you know, eight years, which probably it has, but you know what? It's okay. <laughs> we, it's a COVID year, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So think looking at him, I mean, you know, going later in the fourth round to the Rams, it's like, I think it's, I believe this is Sean McVay's first quarterback pick in the draft, which I, at, at the Rams, which, you know, fact check me on that. But I think that's interesting because he saw traits he can develop in in Stetson Bennett, and maybe you know you like a guy that that can be told you know you're not good enough. Show me what you got, and I think he can so, show. I also got. think taking someone in round four, there's not a huge risk there. Exactly. It's yeah. It's like what's what's the worst that happens? He does you know a little bit worse than what Baker Mayfield did while he was there last year. Right. Right. So worst case, <laughs> he becomes your second string exactly. for the long term. Not so bad. Um, but I will say the age thing, he's 25 as well. And yeah. it is talked about because you're already, you know, cutting your career a little bit short and the average mm-hmm. career of an NFL player is only three to five years. Quarterbacks obviously mm-hmm. stretch that average because right. they can play for longer, but still. Um, so mm-hmm. that's why it is a concern with age sometimes. But, I mean, Joe Burrow was 23, which is on the older side when he came mm-hmm. out and he had that maturity. So I think that there is some pro right. to it as well. Right. And then on the flip side, looking at Anthony Richardson, who's what, 20? Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> we looked at that today before we started recording. I went and looked up how old he was and I was like, oh my God, he's 20. Uh. How old are you? I'm 20. Oh. <laughs> if you guys don't know that sound, um, that viral sound, then um, what we just said made absolutely no sense and we sounded yes. crazy. But if you do know it, um, I think it was very, uh, <laughs> very yes. uh, topical. It was, it was appropriate here. 100%. Um, so moving on from youths, um, <laughs> who, who do you think – let's go into our winners and losers sure. because I – on the winner side, you know I'm going to go Eagles here just because yeah, of what they did it's, on defense. You can't argue it. They had a great draft. Yeah, they did. And you know what? That's great. Like the here in Philly, for those who don't know, I'm based out of Philadelphia here. People are loving Howie. It's it's incredible. Honestly, <laughs> I I love Howie too. He he <laughs> makes my life miserable in season, but he's such a nice guy. Like I can't say anything bad about him. And he's such a good GM. He's so. Yeah strategic and smart with his moves and it shows but you know what's funny though the how you know the eagles fans are he does one bad thing in season they're gonna all turn on and forget completely about the draft (laughs) of course it's an eagles thing it's an eagles thing it's it's a love-hate relationship emphasis on the hate right Um, (laughs) 
But who, who do you have any other winners of this draft? I would say that Seattle had a good draft. They had a total of 10 selections. It's a lot. Good for them. They need to fill a good amount of holes. And they um, selected Jackson Smith and Jingba out of Ohio State, who was a mm-hmm. wide receiver. And he will team up with DK to yeah. give Geno Smith another weapon. I think that one, too will be great, um, and I think it will give defense a little bit of trouble. Before this, DK was kind of getting a lot of the attention, but now I think bringing in another weapon will take some of that off DK, maybe leave him in some one-on-one situations, which mm-hmm. can really allow him to ball out. Yeah, and it allows a uh, Geno Smith to continue to show, you know, like the talent that he showed last year. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I would say the Steelers yeah. had another – Good draft. They did some old school football drafting and they really focused on bolster- bolstering their trenches, selecting O linemen as well as D linemen. Good mm-hmm. moves there. Um, I always yeah. like that. F- football's one defense. in the trenches. Football's and one this- in the trenches, baby. There um, you go. <laughs> and I do love defense. And then yes. I would say the Texans. We spoke about them earlier. Not only did mm-hmm. they get their franchise quarterback, but potentially the next defensive face of their franchise. Yeah, I think that's a great pick for the Texans. They and they de- desperately do need some help rebuilding down there. Absolutely, yeah. And then yeah. you know, moving on to our losers. Yeah, if uh, you have winners, you gotta have losers. You, you have to. <laughs> you know, not everyone gets a trophy here. But so, who do you have? Because I was, I was disappointed in the Commanders. I mean, I'm disappointed yes. in the Commanders for a lot of reasons. But <laughs> on the on the on this side note. Um, because like they really haven't addressed their quarterback situation no. in turn and it it's it's really disappointing and the fans need something. Yes. So their quarterback situation is very shaky at the moment and they could have grabbed Will or Hendon or Hendon, yeah. And and round 1 cuz they were still available day 2 as we yeah. discussed earlier. Here's mm. their Q, the current QB room and this is the depth chart. Okay, give it to me. Starting quarterback, Sam right. Howell. Oh no. 75% of people, maybe 80, 90% of the people listening are going, who is Sam Howell? <laughs> I was going to say, I know him because right. I, I'm, I'm a Tar Heel, so right. I, I know him anyway. And <laughs> listeners, I don't blame you if you're like, who is Sam Howell? Like, who is that man? 2022, fifth round pick out of oh. North Carolina. Yes, a fifth round pick. So I know you, barely anyone knows who he is. He's your starter. Your backup is Jacoby Brissett. Okay. okay, more people know Jacoby. He's yes. been around a while. Emphasis on a while. Yes, which makes I was just him say that. a good backup, but you don't really want him starting at this point in his career. No. And then to round out that QB room, you have Jake Fromm, another Georgia Bulldog. I was going to say, succeeded in college, but has since become a clear backup in the NFL. It, it, it happens to the best of us, man. Yes. It's okay. And that's their QB room right now. They really could, they really could have done a little bit more work. A lot of room for improvement. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, but who else do you have as losers in this draft? I would say the Browns. Okay. And it's less I, of because of the draft itself. Okay. And more of because of their decisions before the draft that left them with very limited picks. Right, their because their top pick, pick. yes, oh, their top ahead. pick yeah. was a third rounder. Right. Yeah, you you and I are on the same wavelength here. Yeah. So, and the reason that they had such limited picks is because of the deal for Deshaun Watson. 
I was going to say Deshaun Watson again. Right. So not only are they in a hole monetarily and have huge cap hits because of the guaranteed, all the guaranteed money that's all going to Deshaun Watson, but also not only are they paying him, but they gave up a lot of picks to acquire him. And that is what led them to a situation of not having a, any first or second round picks. I just got to say, this is Browns doing Browns things. It's 100%. Just- it's such and a Browns thing. Let's not forget that you're competing with the other teams in the AFC North. Right. Who are right. the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. who are have been co- competitors in yeah. last last years. The yeah, Steelers, who you can never count out. Right, right. Mike Tomlin's right. always always gonna give you sure. something. And the Ravens. Who just acquired Odell Beckham and extended Lamar Jackson? Yeah, they're they're, they're not competitive in that division really at all. You're having a hard in time. You're not state. making yourself any better. And right. you really are. You're you're giving. You're really challenging yourself to make yourself better in the draft by putting yourself in that situation. The mm-hmm. true scouting comes in in rounds. I would say four through seven. That's when because. Most of the guys have round definitely rounds one and two. They deserve to be there, but when you get later in the draft, that's when real scouting happens. And this Mm. scouting team really had to scout because they knew that their top pick was the third round. Right, and it it makes it harder on them. Do you, you know, do you think that the picks that they selected though will allow them to, you know, do anything this year, or is it going to be like you know same old Browns? you know, doing their thing. Cause I know that, you know, they took like a, um, like a, like, a, like an OT in, uh, like it's with a hundred, like a hundred yeah. pick or something like that. So, you know, if we're looking at their picks, what are you thinking? Sure. So they traded or they received the pick from the jets to select a wide receiver out of Tennessee. That's fine. I think a receiver in the third round is fine. He's probably going to be like, a, a third or a second maybe if you can really develop him a defensive tackle probably a depth guy you were saying an offensive tackle yeah probably saw some good things in him that they need to develop and then from then on you know round four or five another in the fifth round other in this and then another in the sixth round these are all developmental guys right so, so they're, they're planning ahead or do you think they're just like they got what they got you know what they got i think in terms of rounds, anyone who's picking in those later rounds, you're picking off of what you see and the traits that you like right. and the traits that you can think that you can hopefully enhance and develop. Mm-hmm. You're really picking off potential. And this is why I say, like, this is when true scouting comes in. Because it's like, can you see someone's potential? Can you really see how they're going to pan out in the NFL? And that's right. when it's the most challenge for, for a scouting organization. Um, and I will say, so here, like in terms of the Browns, we won't know. Well, I say this about every draft pick, though. Like, you don't know until three years from now how they'll right, actually right. pan out. But they saw traits in all of these guys that they think are good enough to be developed. At, or, or they like them. Or they the traits lend well to whatever scheme they run with their coaching staff. Those type of things. I will also right. say... There are certain guys that um, you will use on special teams. So, like, for example, Mm -hmm. a corner picked in the fifth round could become a a good special teamer. 
another right. thing here they round. right another thing here they took a quarterback in the fifth round you know okay you need a third or you need a practice squad guy okay right that's fine but you know but ultimately they really handicap themselves or shoot themselves in the sure. foot here by 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 you know leading it up to the third round to have their first pick right. in this draft there's no one really here that you could say he's gonna step on the field and contribute immediately Exactly, which is, you know, what you want in the, at least early. Exactly, exactly. Like your ones, your twos, you know that they have a very good chance of stepping on the field and contributing immediately and making your team better immediately. Right. Yeah. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I think, I mean, this is, this is a great draft uh, recap, Carly. I think this is like really beneficial for me, you know, at their, for the casual fans out there, you don't really get this opportunity to have, you know, these types of fireside chats that, you know, Carly and I have where she's just, you know, explaining football to me. And I'm looking at her wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, excited <laughs> to hear all of this because, you know, I'll give my opinions, but I love getting into the technical with you. It's really, it's really yeah, incredible. I appreciate that. I love, I, you know, I love to talk. I know. <laughs> also, love, love to talk ball, so. Love it. And, you know, it's always great because, you know, we love draft day. We love the combine. Yeah. We love seeing it and you know what we love the great moments that come from the draft you know it's it's always great to hear like what an exciting moment for this young man yeah yeah I'm I'm excited um every year there's like a new batch of guys that you can't wait to see take the field um and see how they will contribute in the league and you know um we'll we will see how that pans out listen Preseason is going to be here before we know it. I know. It'll be here soon. And I'm going to have to get all my new rosters printed out, see who took what number, <laughs> and we'll start scouting all over again. Carly's going to be doing some studying, so send flashcards over here. We'll, we will be doing study sessions. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, guys, this has been awesome. Um, you guys know where to find us. Next one up at gmail that's not our email next one up pod at gmail.com next one up podcast on tiktok instagram and twitter i was way too excited about football i totally even forgot what our email address was but you guys know it you guys listen every week and this is how i wrap up so with that we will see you guys next week bye see ya see ya